Welcome to the NCTM podcast. My name is Steve McCormack from the NCTM communications team. It's late January in 2021, but this podcast happily maybe is not in any way related to the pandemic, because today we're going to talk about girls and maths, specifically whether and if so how we can persuade more of them to choose to carry on with maths after GCSE and then on to degrees and careers that have a chunky element of maths to them. We're talking about this because there's a new initiative on the scene called Maths for Girls, which is trying to do something to achieve just that aim. More girls taking maths at A-level and beyond. With me today is Louise Maul, formerly a secondary school biology teacher, who is the project lead of Maths for Girls. Louise, welcome. Could you start by giving us just a broader overview, please, of what Maths for Girls does to try to get more girls taking maths post-GCSE and beyond? Hi, Steve. Thank you for that. Your description was exactly what we aim to do. Maths for Girls is a project run by the charity Founders for Schools, and we aim to encourage more girls to study maths post-16 and to follow that into their career in maths and STEM-based subjects. And we do that by linking inspiring professionals from business and industry who use maths every day in their jobs and to share their career story with girls to inspire them and increase confidence and also increase awareness of the amazing careers that maths can offer. And those aspiring professionals you mentioned, they are principally or maybe exclusively women in in fairly senior positions in the working world who use maths as part of their jobs. Is that right? Yes, we have hundreds of female volunteers. Males are allowed to volunteer as well, but we love to provide the female role model um, to help to dispel some unconscious gender bias and stereotypes that young people may have about what a person who uses maths looks like, sounds like, does. We're coming on to now to why this is necessary. So why do you and the the people behind Maths for Girls, what is the argument that says that an an initiative of this nature is necessary? Well, we know that of all of the entries to Maths A-levels, fewer girls than boys take Maths A-level. And we know that when we then look at um, STEM industries and jobs, that the proportion of women in these roles is very low. We know that um, fewer girls choose to take maths A-level than boys, but we also know even more so the subjects that rely heavily on maths, such as computing, physics, have an even greater unbalance between the boys and the girls studying it. Now, you might say, is that a problem or so what? But a lot of research has been done on the reasons why, and there's a lot of reasons why girls feel that they can't do maths, confidence, personalise it. That, that they can't do maths, which isn't the case at all. So we want to provide role models to inspire girls and give confidence and dispel these myths that you, that maths is for girls. What are the broad statistics? Let's just take maths at A-level. What are the, the broad numbers of the disparity between girls and boys in, in A-level maths right now? Overall, uh, the picture isn't shifting very much, and it is about less than 40% are girls. When we look into industry areas such as um, technology and ICT, the female roles are less than a quarter. So other subjects, I mean, I don't think there are any subjects where there's an exact parity between boys and girls at A-level. There are other subjects like English, for example, 
predominantly girls, not as many boys. Biology, your subject, actually, massively more girls than boys. Some would argue these things just find their natural levels. And uh, perhaps 40, 60 is just a natural level which has been found between boys and girls doing maths. You could say that. I would also say that gender stereotypes affect boys as well. And we don't, although this is maths for girls, we are wanting to support boys and girls in making informed career choices about their future. And you, you've said 40, 60 is a natural balance. Well, I don't think it is because from a very young age, gender stereotypes are seen in boys and girls due to external influences. So that's, that's fair enough. That's, that's perfectly arguable. I, I take it that you would accept that in schools now, gone are the days where they say girls, secretarial college, boys, engineering. So at school level, are you confident that all the advice being given at school level by professionals like yourselves and like the teacher we're going to talk to in a moment, uh, all of those stereotypes have gone? I would certainly hope so. There are a number of amazing initiatives to seek to redress this imbalance. Um, however, the stereotypes, the issues are deep rooted. They are strong and they start from an early age. So there's a lot of good work going on, but th there's still more to do. And initiatives like Maths for Girls bring in real people into the classroom to show the pupils how the maths they're learning is important for real life, how, it, how maths can change the world, and also to share their story of what happens when they've had to be resilient, what happened when life didn't quite go to plan, um, is, is really, really an important addition to the careers education. Okay, let's get into Maths for Girls now, the initiative which, of which you're the project lead. And we've just got a flavour of it. The, the, the aim is to get uh, mainly women, but, but not necessarily women, in maths-related uh, working field into schools, expose them to kids in schools to try to get them to see maths as a subject and maths related degrees as a reality. How does it work then? Uh, a little bit more detail about how Maths for Girls works. Well, there was a pilot conducted in 2019 in London, which involved training some of our role model volunteers on maths careers and how to speak to children and gender bias and a number of face-to-face -face sessions took place and this pilot did show that girls reported an increase in their confidence as to whether they would get their predicted grade at GCSE maths and also an increase in their in their decision to study maths post-16. And then COVID-19 happened <laughs> and we all moved online. So now all of our sessions, our encounters as we call them, are held online via Zoom or Teams or, or Google Meet. So a teacher would go onto our website, which is www.foundersforschools.org.uk and the, the four is the digit four. And it's really quick on our platform. You would create an event, click on that button, choose that it's a webinar, and then the type of event is Maths for Girls, and then you can search, you can filter by curriculum area, industry area, and your invite is then sent out to our volunteers from many sectors of business and industry. And the aim is that somebody picks that up, and the result is that somebody visits, and I'm afraid these days it's going to be virtually visits, 
visit to school. What sort of session do you envisage then happens? How long? Where does it take place? How many kids? That sort of thing. Yes. Well, the number would depend on on your IT. We would suggest half an hour or so for an encounter with about two speakers and they will talk for between five and ten minutes about themselves, about how they use maths, what their job is, how they got there. And then we will have encouraged the pupils to have thought of questions in advance. And we open up the floor. We do ask that it's a girl that asks the first question. That does make a difference. The questions can be about the career journey, about aspirations and achievements. We've had some amazing questions from the children. And we find that once the first couple of questions have been answered and asked, they flow really naturally. I think at the moment, especially when horizons have been um, made smaller, we're all at home more aspirations perhaps are lower and there's worries there's worries about future careers for pupils I think having somebody beaming onto your laptop screen talking about their role and what it's like now broadening those horizons increasing those aspirations I think is a really important way to support our young people at the moment and pre-covid and hopefully post-covid the idea is that the, the people actually physically turn up at school and sit in the front of a hall and have face-to-face encounters with the, the students. Is that right? That's right. And we're all really looking forward to the time when we can be back face-to-face. But I think the ability to do this online really is a great thing that it doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't mm. matter your circumstances, the um various levels of deprivation, your family support, etc. This young person is entitled to meet this inspiring role model. Okay, which age group is it specifically aimed at within a secondary school or, or are you very, very flexible? Our target age is key stage three. Why the younger end of secondary school, not the older end? We absolutely wouldn't turn anyone away. And for example, we have some year 12 girls next week will be benefiting from speaking to some of our our role models. Uh, We wouldn't turn anyone away at all, but we want to influence choices and confidence and engagement with the younger end. And um, it's free. Let's just make that point that schools don't have to pay for this, do they? We were funded by an organisation called 100 Women in Finance. And we we were their charity partner and they funded the Maths for Girls project. And there's nothing wrong with schools having boys in these sessions either, is there? Absolutely not. No. Right. Well, let's talk to somebody who's actually got some experience with us. Also, we've got a teacher, Anuma Afulukwe, uh, who's the head of maths at Hemel Hempstead School in, well, Hemel Hempstead, <laughs> uh, which is uh, north of London. It, what is it? Bedfordshire, Anuma? Um, Hertfordshire, Steve. It's Hertfordshire. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Um, right. What sort of a school? 11 to 16, 11 to 18? Um, we're in 11 to 18 school, um, mixed gender. Um, yeah. OK. So recently, uh, in fact, uh, in January. Uh, yeah, 19. You had a visit from a couple of inspiring professionals that Louise has just described. Um, so tell us who they were, please, and what happened and how it went. 
Um, thank you, Steve. So we had um, two lovely ladies. We had Catriona McGill from a company called um, The Solanator. Um, it's a tech startup business where essentially they tra- they change seawater into clean drinking water using solar energy. Um, we also had Joanna Cliffarow um, from Geeks Limited, um, and she's a director of this company where it's just software development. Um, so they came and had an encounter with us. Um, it was with year 10 students. So online, um, of course. <laughs> online, of course. Um, yeah. The key stage four, so not key stage three, as um, Louise mentioned earlier, but they're in year 10, so 14, 15 year olds. Mm-hmm. We split the year group in half because of our constraints with our platform. We couldn't host all of them together. Um, so we had about 100 on our side. And essentially, just as it's been described previously, they talked about their their journeys they talked about their companies what they do and we posed some questions at the end it was really 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 great I mean you know this day and age when everything is virtual and you've got webinars here and webinars there me myself thought oh it's just going to be something I can have in the background and you know get on with whatever I need to but it was so exciting that I found myself just glued to the screen and wanted to ask questions for myself forget about the students Mm. Um, we had boys and girls alike in there and I think it was good for our students, particularly in this time of uncertainty where they're not sure if they still want to pursue the same career paths. Um, Maths generally, you know, a lot of students, teenagers don't see the sense of why we do maths and why it's so important in the world, because a lot of the topics that we cover on a lesson to lesson basis is abstract for them. Um, So this was an opportunity for them to see the bigger picture and how it is beneficial how it is used in real life how there are different sectors beyond being just the math teacher um that uses it so I, I think it was really great and what was the reaction even though you were sitting uh, by a laptop and all these <laughs> other people were sitting by laptops yeah what was your impression of the effect this had on your students I feel like it had a real positive effect. I mean, the reason why I opted for it specifically is because we found that in terms of remote learning, some of the year 10s and obviously the year 11s, they're a bit, they get into that disengaged, you know, um, moment where they can't see the point of doing anything. And what I was noticing in task sets and feedback from my team is that in terms of them engaging with virtual lessons and completing tasks, it was, you know, dying a little bit. So I thought, okay, let's infuse them. Let's give them something to, make them want to be engaged and so that they've got something to look forward to um, and I have seen um, progress and uh, developments in that they are completing more tasks they are more engaged they are speaking more and even after the the encounter they they've asked questions okay so what other um, careers involve math smiths so and that's exactly what we wanted so it's mm. it's tick the box <laughs> great what about the, um, the, the the principle behind the thing maths for girls Mm. what's your personal take uh uh, on 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 that principle the need for Mm. more to be done to persuade Mm -hmm. more girls to take maths after GCSE um definitely Uh, my view is that you know I see it in the classroom all the time the females in my in my lessons are reluctant to answer questions and it's the males always you know you know a bit of bravado answering it or being silly what have you and the girls are quite shy even if they do know the answers um a lot of them when I speak to them about careers about when I've asked them okay so what do you think you could do with a maths degree (laughs) the common answer is oh I could be a maths teacher and that's because I'm in front of them and obviously I represent that for them so again what I like about maths girls is that it's it's taking all the different positions and sectors and roles and responsibilities and exposing the students to it because 
yes, I agree that it is a deep-rooted problem in terms of gender bias and it, it starts early. But what we also have to realise is that aside from schools, it's about what they're seeing in their homes, the kind of jobs their parents do, what they're seeing on TV or wherever it is. So I feel like this definitely helps in exposing them to what they might ordinarily see and believe. Yeah, um, I didn't warn you of this question, but have you got an idea of the, the gender balance uh, between girls and boys in, in sixth form maths at your school? Um, I haven't like a strict number, but there are definitely more um, males that are studying further maths and maths A level at my at my school at the moment. In terms of an, an approximation, I would say it's about a ratio of about five males to one girl. Oh, really? OK, yeah. so that's bigger than the national picture which Louise gave us, which is 40, 60. Mm. Well, thanks very much indeed for giving us um, that, you know, first hand illustration of how this can work. And it certainly sounds like it's worked. Uh, just back to you, Louise. Finally, um, anything big that we've missed that you'd like to mention before we just finally repeat the the website address again? If not, that's no problem. Um, while you're thinking, I'll just tell our listeners that. Um, if you just Google maths for digit for maths for girls, then this website will come up as the first um, response. So it'll be very easy to find. And then, as Louise said, you, you create an event and then you, you eventually get a choice of all these inspiring professionals who could potentially come to your school. And almost a positive of lockdown is that anybody can come to any school anywhere now via technology. So any, any final thoughts, Louise, before we wrap up? Yes, thank you. So uh, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, we're at Founders for School, singular, without the S, and okay. there's the news and updates on there regularly. You can sign up to our educator newsletter. If anybody would like to find out more or have any further questions, then then drop us a line on the website or on Twitter and, and we're happy to talk. And the signing up for the newsletter, you can do that via the website as well, can you? Yes. OK. Well, look, thank you very much, Louise. Thank you, Anuma. Uh, and thank you to you listening at home, wherever you are, in the car maybe, at home. Uh, it's, it's been very interesting to hear about this new initiative. Details of all of this will be on the podcast page on the NTM website. Please subscribe to our podcast. We bring out one every two, three or four weeks or so. And um, we'll be back with another podcast on another subject very soon. Bye for now.